Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to Freedom Through Faith. Prepare to be blessed as pastor and teacher Robert Thibodeau leads us into the anointed study of the Word of God, teaching and empowering you how to impact your world with the gospel of Jesus Christ, teaching you how to receive the blessings and provisions of God and how to walk through this life with Freedom Through Faith. And now, here's Pastor Robert Thibodeau. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hello, everyone, everywhere. This is Pastor Robert Thibodeau. Welcome to Freedom Through Faith. Hallelujah. We are so blessed that you can join us today for a marvelous Bible study, a marvelous time before the Lord, and and seeing what He has to say to us today. You know, there are things going on in this nation right now that has a lot of believers upset, has a lot of people upset. And rightly they should be, amen? But we can take all of our problems before the Lord and present them to Him and ask Him to give us wisdom and instruction and how to come out of it and still do His will, amen? Let's go before the Lord with a word of prayer right now and we'll get started in today's Bible study. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you this day. We have access to your throne of grace and of mercy, that we may come before you boldly. And we thank you, because we can come as children, your children, bought, paid for. Our righteousness is intact because of everything Jesus accomplished for us. It's through him we come to you this day. And we ask, Father, for your wisdom and instruction in our study today. We ask for your grace and your mercy upon our lives and upon our land. We pray, Father, for those that do not know Jesus as their Lord and Savior, that something said today would spark that flame of life in their soul and in their spirit where they would bow their knees at the name of Jesus, and confess him as their Savior. And Father, we give you all the honor, glory, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Join me in our confession of faith, commonly referred to as the Apostles' Creed. And we will, again, lay that sure foundation upon which this study is being built. Amen. Repeat this after me. I believe in God the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who is conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. 
The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended up into heaven and sits now at the right hand of God the Father Almighty, from where he shall come soon to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe the church is the body of Christ. I believe in the communion of saints. I believe in the forgiveness of sins. I believe in the resurrection of the body. And I believe in life everlasting. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. You know, as we started off in today's broadcast, we're talking about just a brief overview of this nation. From where we started at, the pilgrims landing at Plymouth Rock in what, about 1620. And before they got off that boat, they all signed what's called the Mayflower Compact. It was basically a prayer dedicating their lives to the establishment of a new nation. One that would be focused on serving God. And a little over a hundred years later, their descendants and others that came from the old world to the new fought a horrific war, the Revolutionary War. And then our forefathers gathered in Philadelphia to form this republic. And we are a republic. We are not a democracy. Well, Brother Bob, what's the difference? A republic is one where we have representatives that we elect that will go and make the laws of this land. If we don't like the laws they're making, we kick them out of office. A democracy is where majority rules. And, folks, we are falling into an upside-down democracy. An upside-down democracy? That doesn't make sense, Brother Bob. Well, stop and think about it. Everything that is going on in this nation right now is the result of a small minority. And when I say minority, I'm not being racial or anything like that. But I'm saying a small minority of people, a sliver of people, that is offended by Christianity. Therefore, the laws are bent against Christianity to protect the views of a couple individuals. And here's an example. I mean, I could go into this. There's all sorts of examples. But someone complained to the school board that uh, the football team, the football player would kneel down in a brief prayer after scoring a touchdown. And the the, the student was kicked off the team. You know, things like that, because someone was offended. Having, uh, I just seen, I can't remember where it's at, I want to say it's in Arizona, but I can't be positive on that. There was a statue erected that symbolized an Aztec god that was offered child sacrifices. It was erected in the public park called an art piece. But there was a cross that had been there for 60 years, 
And they had to remove the cross because it was offensive to some people who went to the park. But yet, a statue to an Aztec god is okay, but a cross is not. You know, a survey was done a few years ago. It said 80 to 85% of Americans call themselves Christian. 85% of the people in the United States of America call themselves Christian. Less than 25% of that 80-85% go to church on a regular basis. Now, of that 85%, less than 40% claim to be evangelical, born-again Christians. And of that 40%, less than 10% believe the Bible is still valid today. That God's word is relevant to today. 10%, less than 10% of the people in the United States of America believe the Bible is the valid written word of God that is valid today. Now, that was 10% of the 85%. So in actuality, you could say less than 10%, 8.5% of so-called self-proclaimed believers in the United States believe the Bible is the inspired written word of God valid for today. That is a sad state of affairs. Amen? Now, there is no doubt that we are headed into the soon coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. There is absolutely no doubt. You know, Jesus said, you know, you can discern the seasons and the times, but you can't discern the coming of the Son of Man, the coming of the kingdom of God. And he talked about, you know, there'll be signs in the heavens and all that. You know, there are now repeated flybys, near misses of asteroids that we don't know anything about them usually until they've already passed. If it's going to be something that somebody might see in the night sky and it's not going to be a threat, they'll announce it. That, hey, you know, it's not going to impact us or anything like that, but if you want to see it, it'll be here that night. I have not physically seen in my own hands, but I have seen online reports where if this nation was going to be impacted, well, if there was going to be an asteroid impacting the Earth, the leaders of the nations have decided not to tell the public. One, there's no telling where it's going to impact. I mean, they can have their best guesses. And we have had asteroids impact. Thank God for the Pacific Ocean, because most of them impact out there. But, a large asteroid as it enters the atmosphere will start to break up. So smaller chunks of it, you don't know where it's going to impact at. So they've decided not to tell the public. Just let it hit. We'll blame the asteroid. Clean up the mess afterwards. That's a great government, isn't it? Because they don't want people to panic. But I say that just to prove to you that we are 
so near to the second coming of Jesus. I mean, the book of Revelation is clear. It talks about a mountain falling from the sky. Now, some people say, well, that's a missile. Well, if you, uh, it's maybe a, a look like a mountain going up, but coming down, it's just a warhead, you know, probably two, three feet around. It doesn't look anything like a mountain. An asteroid, if someone was to look at the asteroid, if, if, if God supernaturally took, say, John into space to see this rock coming to the earth, he would describe it as a mountain. Amen. So you have fiery mountains coming down to the earth in the last days, among other things. There's no doubt that we are living in the time where Jesus said to John that, you know, we'll take, for example, the two witnesses in the book of Revelation. That they'd be killed, and the whole world will rejoice for three days, and then while the world watched, they would come back to life and then, be, then ascend up into heaven. That was impossible up until just a few years ago with satellites and you know, 24-hour television and things like that. So we know it couldn't have been back in the 1950s because that was going to be an impossibility. 1970s, it was still an impossibility. It's just starting to take form. But today, if something happens in Israel, we can be watching it live on television within 30 seconds. And it'll be preempting all other programming. ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, MSNBC, all of those stations would instantly go to that feed within, within a minute anyway. So we are living in the day and time where this could be fulfilled. Up until recently, it was an inconceivable idea that a nation would start to absorb, you know, uh, Egypt and Sudan and Ethiopia and Libya, uh, Iraq, Syria, and form a coalition and come against Israel. Israel didn't even exist to 1948, so before that it couldn't happen. Since 1948, all these independent nations, some had struck deals with the United States, some not. But they've basically been on the sidelines. Oh, there's been some a couple wars over there, yes. But now, with ISIS, and clearly the book of Revelations is talking about uh, an army coming from the north that controls, and it'll come from the north, and it'll fight and defeat the coalition of Egypt, Sudan, Libya, Ethiopia, uh, Iraq and Syria. Who is this going to form this coalition of these nations? Right now, we got ISIS. It may take a different name here in a few days, few weeks, few months. But look at what they're doing: ISIS, Iraq, Syria, independent army, or whatever their name is. But it's Iraq and Syria, Islamic State. That's what Iraq, Syria, Islamic State. Fulfilling scripture. The Bible says that the Christians in the last days who refused to bow their knees would be beheaded. What does ISIS do to Christians who refuse to convert to Islam? They behead them. 
mass beheadings. So we are living in these days where these biblical prophecies are coming to pass. And I say all this to give you encouragement. Encouragement, Brother Bob? So far, you've been pretty depressing. I know. But listen to this. If you turn with me to the book of Joshua. Joshua chapter 1. Let's just set, go to the setting that we're in here. In Joshua chapter 1, verse 2. Moses, this is God speaking to Joshua. Moses, my servant, is dead. Alright? That's the setting. Moses, who has led the Egyptians for 40 plus years. The Egyptians. Led the Israelites for 40 plus years out of Egypt, throughout the wilderness journey, has now died. And the leadership role has now passed to Joshua. Joshua has been Moses' right-hand man. When they came into the promised land uh, and got ready from the wilderness to go into the promised land, Moses sent out 12 spies. Ten came back and said, man, there are big boys over there we do not want to mess with. They'll clean our clock. They're just too big. Their cities are too walled. It's impossible for us to do it. But Joshua and Caleb said, hey, God brought us this far. He Think about this. God delivered them from the most powerful army on the face of the planet. From the most powerful and wealthiest nation on the face of the planet. And wiped their army out. They didn't fire one shot. God did it all. And now, then they you know, were wondering, oh, hey, we need water. God provided water out of a rock. Hey, we need bread. He rained heavenly bread, manna, down from heaven. We'd like some meat to go with this bread. He brings quail in, into the middle of the desert. Whatever it was they needed, God provided. Now it's time to go into the promised land, and ten spies say, "Uh, we can't go over there. There's some big giants over there. We look like grasshoppers in their eyes. Only two people, Joshua and Caleb, say, hey, God brought us this far. He can bring us the rest of the way. Let's trust God. Let's go for it. And the people said no. So God said, you will die in the wilderness. Then, when God came to, to fellowship with his men, you know, I'm talking men, women, children, fellowship with his people, the, the thunder and lightning and clouds of smoke and flames and fire and all that on the mountain. And when God spoke, it says it sounded like thunder in the people's ears. And they got scared and they told Moses, uh, tell God not to talk to us. Let him talk to you, then you come back and tell us what he said. And God said, okay. And God spent 40 days with Moses. I believe Moses was translated to heaven during that 40 days. Why else would he be able to you know, not eat or drink anything? In heaven, 40 days would be like 15 minutes on earth. Amen? So, I mean, up there, he spent like 15 minutes in heaven, but it was 40 days on earth. So, I mean, it's, you know, he didn't need water or food or sleep or any of that other stuff. 
Because later God told him, make sure you build the tabernacle according to the pattern which you've seen. So, he comes down from the mountain. The people have already gone astray. They made this idol. God is so mad. He says, get out of the way. I'm going to kill him. We'll start over with you. And Moses interceded for the people. So remember your covenant. Just think about your covenant. And God said, okay. But they will not go into the promised land. Anyone above the age of majority will not go into the promised land. They will die in the wilderness, just like they said they wanted to. Now, Moses is dead. And it's Joshua in charge. And God says, Moses, my servant's dead. Now, therefore, arise and go over this Jordan, you and all of this people, unto the land which I do give to them, to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given to you, just as I said to Moses. Think about that. Everywhere you walked, every place you put your foot, God said he just gave it to you. Think about that. That's awesome. You look at that hill and say, man, that sure would be pretty to have a house up there. You walk, that's your property. Take another step, 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 that's your property. All the way up to the hillside. You say, this is mine. This is where I'll build my house. Because God says, wherever you put your foot, I'm giving it to you. Amen. That's powerful. Verse 5. There shall not any man be able to stand before you all the days of your life. This is God's promise to Joshua. No man will be able to stand in front of you. You will stand in front of them. You will be in charge of them. That's what he's saying. As I was with Moses... So I will be with you, and I will not fail you nor forsake you. That's a promise from God. I will never fail you. When you rely on me, it will work. I will never forsake you. I'll never leave you. He says, be strong and of good courage. That's what I want to talk about today. To the Christians in this land, in the United States of America, in this day and in this hour that we live right now, be strong. And of good courage. Amen. That's today's message. Be strong and of good courage. Continuing in verse 6. For unto this people you shall divide for an inheritance the land, which I swore to their fathers to give to them. Again, only be thou strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law or all the words which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. Verse 8. This book of the law, or this word of God, we could say, this Bible shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then... You shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall have good success. Have not I commanded you, be strong and of good courage? Do not be afraid, neither should you be dismayed. 
For the Lord your God is with you wheresoever you go. Oh, amen. God is saying here, think about my word. Think about my promises. What have I promised you? A lot of people say, well, God hasn't promised me anything. Yes, he has. This whole book is full of promises. I guarantee whatever need you have in life, there is an answer for it in the Bible. I guarantee it. Think of something. Anything at all. Now, let's just say prosperity. Okay. Financial prosperity. Well, let me see here. This book of the law... The word of God shall not depart out of your mouth. You shall meditate in the word of God day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in the word of God. Then you shall make your way prosperous. Bingo. Amen. And you'll have good success. Your business will be a success. Your life will be a success. Whatever you're doing is going to be successful if you rely on leadership from the word of God. Amen. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. The voice of another they will not follow. So when it seems like you want to go over here and do this, and, and you hear that Holy Spirit say, no, don't go over there. Don't go that way. Go over here. Listen to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The quantifying factor here is you have to meditate in the Bible. The book of the law that's the first five books of the Torah. That's all they had. Amen. You know, the New Testament wasn't written till decades after Jesus died and rose, to, and rose back from the grave and ascended to heaven. Up until that time, all they had was the Old Testament. Everywhere in the New Testament where you see someone says according to the scriptures, they're not talking about 2 Corinthians or anything like that. That wasn't written yet. You have just heard a message of encouragement from anointed pastor and teacher Robert Thibodeau with Freedom Through Faith Ministries in Baltimore, Maryland. For more information on the Freedom Through Faith Ministries or to invite Pastor Thibodeau to your church, please visit our website, www.ftfm.org. That's FTFM for Freedom Through Faith Ministries. Again, that's ftfm.org. Until next time, when we gather together around the Word of God, be blessed. And remember, we serve an awesome God. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.